And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. New year, new oral health goals. Start 2024 with a smile you'll love, courtesy of Family Dental Center. Prioritize your oral health. Brush and floss twice daily to maintain healthy teeth and gums. Remember your hygiene visits. Schedule your 2024 appointments at FDC today. For healthy, happy smiles in 2024, visit FamilyDentalCenter.com and drop by their Belleville, Frankfurt, or Coburg offices. Although the idea of sitting down with a good book sounds like a nice relaxing day, the reality is life is busy and we are on the go a lot. Which is why when we're not listening to the radio or the Babes of Quitty podcast, we turn to Audible. I just finished Anthony Kiedis' book, Scar Tissue, which was wild, and have started None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. I just finished Britney Spears' The Woman in Me, and I'm now listening to Page Boy by Elliot Page. We want you to experience your favorite books on Audible. Start your 30-day free trial today at audibletrial.com slash babes. That's audibletrial.com slash babes, or tap the link in our show notes. Make sure to tell us what books you're listening to. It's like a babes book club. Love it. Hey. Hey. How are you? (laughs) Twins. Uh, Good. Good. How are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in like a week, but it's only been one day. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why it feels like it's been forever. Well, it was a long weekend. So I was here for like a day and then I was off yesterday. And Yeah. Yeah. So I That's think it's just been it a weird, like I love and hate long weekends, but I think I really needed this one, oh, this yeah. past one. So that was, that was nice. Same, same. Yeah. But, but not different. But different. Not different. Needed not different. it. Need, need yeah. long weekends and need to not work on long weekends, which yeah. I did. But no, it's been, I feel like we're, it's weird weather, but we're getting to the end yeah. of February and I don't love February, so. Not a big fan of February, um, beyond the fact that it is my son's birthday at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, oh, I guess it's my sister's birthday. Fine. <laughs> February's not that bad. No. But I think just like, uh, it's like the, it's dark, it's, It's the know. weird in between month. Yeah, like you're, like winter the excitement of Christmas has ended or like holidays and then it's February and then you're just waiting for spring because you're kind of over the cold. Yeah. So, but I, it's been sunny. So I've been trying to go outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> so it just, it's just like, I don't even know what to say. Like we're talking about the weather. I know. I'm just like, this is how exciting my life is right now. <laughs> Again, it's February. That's why nothing oh. exciting is happening. Um, I do feel like I had something I wanted to talk about, but I truly can't remember what it is. There is a soup contest this weekend. Yeah, Savor the Chills on this weekend. And definitely the going. CDC is doing a, has partnered with them. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, a fundraiser. fundraiser. Yeah. So if you have extra change, feel free to drop it off because mm-hmm. it helps people get accessible, healthy food in our community. Mm-hmm. And for baby formula and diapers. So a lot of things. Yeah. I'm doing the... Uh, coldest night of the year walk. Oh, that's Saturday too, isn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Saturday's big. And then Jeanette's playing hockey, so I'm going to go watch her play hockey. That's after. fun. So yeah, big day. But it'll be good. This week's episode, Aww. it was a good one. It was. I cried. I have literally, I think I'm a different person. I know. Because I've been doing a lot of the things that the guest was talking about. Since? since. So for two days. Yeah, two days. <laughs> Love that. If you don't, if you don't know of her, you, you should. Know. You should learn more about her. Uh, it's the wonderful Kristen Crow, who yes. is just a gem of a human. Truly. I just, the, I said it in the episode. Just like the best vibes, best vibes. Like such positive vibes radiate off of her. Yeah. Um, no, she shared something. Where was it? I think on Instagram or Facebook about like 
people and positivity and like stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. this thing that you just shared, like this is who this you is are. You. Like you are that person. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, enjoy our chat with Kristen Crow. I truly do not think I could write an introduction to give our next guest justice. She is a ray of positivity, one of the strongest people we know, and I would say a pillar of the Bay of Quinney community. Babes of Quinney, please welcome Kristen Crow. Are you crying, Are you crying already? already? <laughs> you can't cry yet. I'll cry. <laughs> oh, Katie and Kay, it's so awesome oh, to be here with you, you today. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. I, I'm probably gonna cry today. So here we go. <laughs> Should we just start now? Uh, I've already cried today. Thanks for having me. It's Tears of joy. Oh yeah, I just—I think it's a good release. I just—I cry, cry a lot. <laughs> I, do, I cried this week, and it was nice. Oh well, was thank good. you so much for having me. Here thank today. you for being here. Yeah. I did just yell at you from a Santa Claus parade, like from the truck. <laughs> to I saw you on the street in Sterling. I was like, "Will you be on the podcast?" <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. That was in Sterling. That was, it in was Sterling. Sterling. So that was, was a fun parade. Okay. I like that parade. I remember, like after we drove away, I'm like, "Oh my god, did we just ask someone to be on the podcast?" Like, <laughs> And I was from like, like the person. truck and she was like yeah I think this is gonna be great I was like I'm so excited and we're just driving in the parade oh yeah. it was fun it was, that was a fun night it's an, a a, it's an actual annual event for friends of mine I've got a really great group of friends that hang out in the village of Sterling um, really fun people that go back to my high school days oh. and we always have a big Santa Claus parade party at one of my that friends' parade, houses. This isn't it's a, a podcast about Santa Claus parades, but that one's fun because everyone has like fires going on their lawn. Like it's just a party. Everyone's it like is. having a little dranky drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's Christmas. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's my favorite one. It's so jolly. Yeah. Good times. Um, we ask everyone the same question to start. What is your favorite potato chip? <gasps> oh boy, I'm not a potato chip. What? Okay, what's your favorite I am serious. I'm not a potato what would chip you have person. I'm more, so I'm more of a sweet than salty. Okay. But let me just say that if I was going to have salty, crunchy at night, it would either be dill pickle, you know, those little rice Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mini crisp things. Yeah, 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 man. Dill pickle, mini crisps are one of my faves. And if I really want to indulge and be really naughty, gotta say I love my Hawkins cheesy. Oh, yeah. And they go really, really good with a cold beer. Oh, they do. (laughs) The salty, all the salty. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I had, because we had QEDC on last week, they brought us the little bags, and it's such a perfect size, because I don't think I can handle a bigger bag than that at once. No, they're too too salty. And Hawkins cheesies, gotta love it. They're made right here in the Bay of Quinney, right here in Belleville, and you see them all over, all over the place. Yeah. You know what I think no is really Belleville fascinating about this. them is they do no marketing at yeah. all. Yeah. They don't have no. to. We do it for them. No, <laughs> I want to have. Uh, have you tried? Have you been well, to Belleville? We try, Belleville well, tried this? in Alberta, they had a statue with the cheesy, and they named this town like the cheesy capital of Canada, <laughs> and. I told the morning shows, I'm like, there's no way. Like, we need to get Hawkins in on this to bring the cheesy statue to Belleville because it really belongs here because Hawkins. And they wouldn't return our phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) I love that they even tried. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was just like, no, we need to like... Big fans. Big, huge fans of Hawkins. Have you seen the... They have, there's Christmas ornaments that are mini little Hawkins no, cheesy bags. I love. I it. bought one for Ferg. I love it, and I got one for Archery, and I was like, 
it's just so cute mm-hmm. and just like and it's really good quality. It's yeah. a good brilliant. One. Yeah. Brilliant. Um yeah. you grew up in this area? I did. Like born and raised? I did. That's what was that like? I did. Um I loved it. I think it was a great um, community to grow up in. I have fond memories of my childhood. I lived across the bay on Lower Massasauga Road. So my dad built a really amazing house on the water there when I was about four years old. So that was the house that I was raised in. Mm -hmm. And so I went to school out in the county. um, Little schools out in Prince Edward County. Elementary schools. And then came into Babel for high school. And it was was good times. Which high school did you go to? I went to both BCI. Sad. Okay, we want to cry again that it's not here because it should be here. It's the one that got torn down. You don't, you see... You did not grow up in Balboa. No. Neither did I. Right? So, Katie. But which, where was it? It was in the east end of Balville on Church oh. Street between Church and John. Okay. That great big property that now is owned, I believe it's um, owned by the Catholic School Board. Mm-hmm. Isn't it across so, from like, the, the courthouse? Um, up behind it. Yes. Up behind it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my mom went to school there. Wow. Like it, the school, so there you go. It, it was around forever. Yeah. So it was a sad day when that was torn down. But um, I went there for grade 9 and 12, and I went to Centennial for 10 and 11. So oh. I kind of bounced around. Did a little split there. I did. I love people. I love connecting with people. So I made a ton of great friends at BCI, and then I went over to Centennial and made a ton of great friends <laughs> over there. And then I went back to BCI to graduate yeah so. you just had to do the full circle yeah. like all the friends yeah that's so nice yeah. I get that vibe from you I've known you for what now like 25 minutes <laughs> and I'm just like your aura you're just so inviting and warm and oh, kind thank you. thank you Kay I love people I really honestly do and I think they're I think people just the human race is one of life's greatest gifts mm-hmm. and if we can just take the time in our lives to listen and get mm-hmm. to know people it doesn't matter who they are where you meet them what their background is where they are in their lives I just love chatting with people and asking them questions and I'm gonna have to refrain myself from turning this podcast around and interview you can ask us questions too. It's allowed. That's what it would become because that's what wouldn't I that love. be great? Can we have a Kristen Crow podcast? Yeah, where you just ask people questions. I like that idea. Oh, I want just, a podcast. I, I I do. I really, really. It's probably. Um, I always. Uh, well, I believe I'm a I'm a student of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, my entire life, and I continue to be. And a lot of the lessons and so much of what I learn comes from just talking to people general conversations with people i just have a genuine interest in i think that's like a big thing happening now too with like just with social media and i think with politics and all the things that are happening in the world and how it all kind of like people don't take the time just to sit and talk yeah it's Mm -hmm. like i can i mean i'm very guilty of this where it's like if someone doesn't agree with one certain thing that i believe in then I have a tendency to shut them out. Okay. But it's like, I'm learning now to like, okay, let's, you know, maybe talk and see how their perspective was, you know, built from their experiences, yeah. from their point of view. Well, and, and it's, it's really, it's it's been really eye-opening. Well, good for you, Kay, because yes. we don't know what other people's history is. Like exactly. We, and we never will. They can no, tell ex- you little mm-hmm. pieces of it in conversations like this, but... You've never lived in somebody else's shoes. You can try and put yourself in them, but you've well, never really lived what they've been through. The good times, the bad times, yeah. the suffering, the trauma, the pain, the 
celebrations, right? All of it. And, and you so, only show so much on social media. And it's so easy to like make blanket statements about certain things. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it yeah, I think that's great that you're that you're working on that. I'm trying really hard. Celebrate K. Yeah. No, that's that's this is not about, it's not well, I mean it's not I feel like everybody should do that. Yeah, it's yeah. true. You it's know, true. it's and I don't think that's yeah, I think that's just part of growing up, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for you to recognize that. Self awareness yeah. is important. It's therapy helps. <laughs> we love therapy. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's important. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I think my favorite thing that you wrote on the pre interview form is um, you decided not to go to post secondary last minute. <laughs> And you landed a job that turned into your first career, and you said you had 10 years of experience as your post-secondary. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah, it was kind of, um, it was an interesting time in my life. I was all over the place. What am I going to do with my life? And we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes we're still there. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can get to that place many times throughout your life. But um, yeah, I, I applied. I started working the family business. I thought, oh, this is so not for me. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Applied to university. I was accepted. And then, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the time to go away. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. this is just not me. I It just wasn't where I was in my life. Yeah. And so I applied to a job. Um, it was in retail. Sounds kind of kooky right now. I love a retail. Like, I loved a retail job. Yeah. I. You know what? So I learned, you learned so, much. so much connecting with people, customer service. There's mm-hmm. a business aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I just I was with this company for many years and became a store manager, district sales manager, national sales manager, <laughs> had the opportunities to live and work all over Canada. Really? Yeah. Good yeah. for you. When I first left Belleville, I Amazing. moved down to New Brunswick and yeah, like I didn't and then notice. I moved out west. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was gone for many years and so it was kind of like my um it was my post-secondary yeah. education, but I was working as I was learning mm-hmm. and receiving some fantastic training. Mm-hmm. Uh, business training, sales and marketing training. Uh, managing, leading people, mm-hmm. developing people, mm-hmm. uh, customer service, teamwork. Yeah, it was just. Uh, yeah, I, I feel very blessed that yeah. that, uh, and I and I believe that everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, that opportunity came to me uh, out of the blue, um, and I just had my eyes opened and kind of creaked that door open a little bit and said, hmm, "What's behind door number one?" Yeah, right. Let's give it a try. And we talk about it a lot because I think a lot of people are pressured into post-secondary and you're young. You don't necessarily know what you want to do. And even so, I think that working is actually, you learn the most once you start working. You come out of school and you think you know it all and then you start working. You're like, I know nothing. So (laughs) It's very humbling. Yeah, it's very humbling. (laughs) Although post-secondary education is also a very good thing. So I did not... um, I did not make it mandatory for either one of my children. Uh, And one went that route and one did not. Uh, They both seem to be landing just fine. Um, but I think there are definitely some elements that are very positive yeah. by, because Absolutely. it's not only the education and the academic side of things, but it's about being out on your own yeah. and learning to navigate mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. particularly if you go further away from home where mom and dad just can't drop in yeah. and deliver food and deliver new clothes and things yep. like that. Yeah. Really I did that. Easily. I ran so far, <laughs> as far as I possibly could. 
Oh, good for you. I didn't graduate high school, so I like dropped out two weeks before graduation. My mom was very thrilled about this. (laughs) (laughs) And then moved to Toronto because I was from Timmins. And I was like, let's just go. I'm like, I I don't. I just ran from all the pressure. Mm -hmm. I was like to the big city. I went to Toronto and then I came. I moved home pregnant. So Wow. There needs life to experience. be a podcast on K. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be a story on K. <laughs> There's like little bits, I think, throughout all of our episodes, but we've never done a full oh. breakdown of all the sh- things I've seen. Yeah. I, I think that there's value in that. Like Guns mm-hmm. and Roses backstage. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> wow. lived a lot. I have honestly, it's funny because I, for a very long time, like mostly through, like until I had my daughter, um, I said yes to everything. Like, I didn't say no to anything because I was like, I, I want to live a life where I don't regret saying no. And I don't want to, like, look back and be like, oh, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Or could you imagine where I'd be if I had said yes to this opportunity? And not all of them worked out. <laughs> I failed a lot. Yeah. And a lot of them didn't serve me as I'm now older and wiser. <laughs> <laughs> They still don't serve me, but they still come back and bite me in the ass. It's like, you know, I was 18. Like, let me go. Um, but yeah, no, I just think it was like a really good life experience. Good and I think that that's just a fun thing. Failing yeah. is learning. Yeah. Absol- well, honestly, I think Failing that's like the one thing learning. that people need to embrace more is failure. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Now you know better. Yep. You can make the same mistake again, which I have. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. I think most people do. It's like yeah. people are flawed and... It's it's a journey. Failing's yeah. scary, but it's important. Yeah. And you learn from it all. You sure yeah. do, just mm-hmm. to be able to sit back and ask yourself, what are the lessons? Mm-hmm. What are the lessons? And sometimes so they're many. easier to see than other times. Yeah. Right? So many but, lessons. Yeah. What brought you back to this area? Great question. <laughs> Speaking of pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pregnancy. I, pregnancy. I was living in Cambridge. My office was in Toronto. I was living in a in an airplane, and I became pregnant with my first child, who you know, Katie. Yes, I do. And I thought to myself, "Wow, I'm driving into Pearson, hopping on a plane every week, flying all over the place, and." this young boy is not going to know his mama very well, so I need to make a significant change. And it was hard. It was one of the hardest um, decisions I've ever made in my life, to be honest with you. I loved my job, Mm -hmm. and I loved the people I was working with. And I had to resign. And speaking of tears, at the beginning of this conversation, I cried. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went in and handed in my resignation, and I cried. Yeah. I said, I can't believe I'm leaving this job, but obviously it was full of emotion, and Mm -hmm. it was a new chapter for me. So I just decided I was going to come back to the area and be close to my parents and my brothers and my family. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was like to to uh, grow up in this area and what it had to offer. And this is where I wanted to raise my kids. So that's what I did. Came back. I came back. And I actually, when I first came back, I thought, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. My husband at the time, who I'm no longer with, but my husband at the time and the father of my my kiddos, um, we were both like, what are we going to do in Belleville for work? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> and so I started applying and I landed a job at Procter & Gamble. Really? Amazing. Uh-huh. So I literally left an executive position <laughs> with a six-digit income at a young age and moved back to Belleville. I think I, think I was making maybe $40,000 a year when I first got hired, but good benefits. And I was working Continental Shift on the line. 
talk wow. about uh, drastic that's change. That's a 180, yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's a, that's a, Flip the switch. Hello. Uh, hello. Now we're on a line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you work your way up there, too? Uh, no. And um, <laughs> it's interesting because I did have some conversation with the plant manager at the time. His name was John Smith. And he said to me, if you want to progress in this company, you have to be willing to relocate. Oh. And I said, I have done that for the last 10 years of my mm-hmm. life. And it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really beneficial to my career at the time. But I'm coming back here to raise my family. Yeah. So, no, I can't relocate. So That's fair. And that was fair. Yeah, he was honest. How yeah. long did you stay on the line? <laughs> a couple of years till I had both my children. <laughs> and it was crazy. It, yeah. was, it was a tough grind. Yeah. Um, working continental shift, 12 hours. What's midnights. continental? Like, what time, mean, what time is that? So, it's 12-hour shifts. And it's a flip back and it. forth from days to midnights. No. <laughs> So you'd work, you know, maybe three days, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then you'd have a couple days off. Uh, And then you'd work a couple of midnights, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then you'd have a couple of days off. Like it was, it flips back and forth. A lot of the manufacturing, 24-7 manufacturing plants run that shift. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. Yeah, it was was a tough grind. What did that do to your mind, like going from the career you were in and coming back and working on a line? It's a great question. Um, I didn't do it until I had made the decision that it didn't matter Mm -hmm. how hard it was going to be, that this was the right decision. So that's a a lesson I've learned in life um, is that no decision in any situation is probably the worst decision. Okay. That's no decision yeah. is a not a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. So say you're yeah. in a relationship and you don't know whether you want to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Staying in that place is probably the most difficult place to yeah. be. Yeah. 100,000%. Yeah. So totally any it, it just being indecisive is not a fun place to be. But once you make a decision mm-hmm. one way or the other, You've made a decision, you live with it, you go with it. And if you're not happy with your decision down the road, you just make another decision. Right? That's good. As someone myself who is horrible at making decisions, like gets so caught up on, is it going to be the right decision? Overanalyze, overthinking, yeah. right? But you just got to make one. Sometimes you just got to jump. Yeah. And and you know what? Nobody said it was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So back to your original question with that particular change or decision for me it was not easy yeah but if you focus on the good okay i'm now in belleville and now own a home here i'm gonna give birth to my first child my parents are here yeah my family Mm -hmm. is here like there's so much positive right i do have a job i do have an income so focus on those things yeah there's a lot of there were a lot of challenges but focus on the good it's it's healthy mm-hmm. for the mind, right? That is healthy. It's yeah. the PMA thing, positive mental attitude. Uh-huh. Maybe it's I like need how that. you approach yeah. situations. It's like this is temporary. This is going to suck for right now, mm-hmm. but it's going to get better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. It's the way it's the way you look at things, right? So something I do every day, actually. I'm a, I, I love to journal. Okay, and I always I write every single day things that I'm deeply appreciative of in Mm -hmm. my life 
that I'm grateful for in my life. And it's just, it helps with your mental outlook on the mm-hmm. day or the yeah. week or the month or whatever period mm. of time you're dealing with. Right. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's That's good a exercise. good way to look at journaling. I feel like I've always been like, I need to write the worst things in this journal. And I've <laughs> always hated can. journaling. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's how it's like, oh, when you're struggling with mental health, like journal. And I'm like, okay. And then you're just writing all the bad stuff. But that can't be to. healthy. But that's how I've always taken it. Like, I don't have to, but that, like, I've never heard someone talk about journaling in that light and I feel like that's a thing I should try instead of just sad journaling so at nighttime, what went well today yeah because something mm-hmm. goes good every mm-hmm. day it's not all horrible right yeah. yeah so what went well today and what do I want to do differently tomorrow yeah and what did I do for somebody else today mm-hmm. that's a big one Which is like really rewarding. Yeah. Because it could be as small as I took something off somebody's plate Mm -hmm. or I paid for a coffee or you brought us cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Did you always like journal or did that come later in life? Mm, I can't even tell you when it came because I've been doing it for a long time. I didn't do it when I was a teenager, I don't think. I mean, I, I had a diary. Yeah, I probably but did like, too. <laughs> with the lock. And then my mom read it. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a. That was bad. That was not good. <laughs> but that's, that's where you. That, when we were younger, I mean, I think it's where we wrote our deepest, darkest Yeah, literally, secrets. my deepest, darkest See, secrets. That's where I get like the, ba- the, the journaling from is my childhood when it's like, that's where you write your secrets that no one knows. You can put your secrets in anything. I'm going to send you some questions, Katie, for you to for think me about. To journal? For, yeah. Okay. And it's I appreciate simple. that. It's simple stuff. I have, I think there's six that I write about every single day and they're simple. You can write for a long time or you can just write yeah. something short. Just prompt Whatever question. works for you. I got yeah. a prompt on my phone. Oh, that's There's like a, a journaling one. app now with iOS. Okay. And it pops up and it'll be like, oh, hey, this picture was taken today. Do you have any memories surrounding it? And you can like write like a little thing. And oh, now like cool. every day I get like a new little... It's not always related to photos, but nice. it'd be like, oh, hey, you went here and that's not normal. Like, wh- <laughs> what were you doing there? That's different. <laughs> yeah. Your phone like, knows. I love that. <laughs> Which is terrifying, but also like really, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I like that. New year, new oral health goals. Family Dental Center wants you to start 2024 with positive vibes and loving your smile. It's the year to prioritize your oral health. Commit to brushing and flossing your teeth twice a day to keep your smile dazzling and your gums healthy. And don't forget your routine hygiene visit. Book your 2024 hygiene visits with Family Dental Center. Reach out to Family Dental Center in Belleville, Frankfurt, or Coburg to kickstart your new year oral health goals. Visit FamilyDentalCenter.com and let's make 2024 the year of healthy happy smiles how long did you stay at png i was there until i was on maternity leave with my second child okay so i was hired in 98 and i left in 2002 so four-ish years but a couple of babies in there right so um yeah and at that time when i was actually off on mat leave with my second son my family came to me and asked me to come and be part of the family business. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, there were some discussions and we worked things out and figured out what we were going to do. And when I went back to work, that's where I went. Oh, yeah. and how was that working with family? 
Interesting. Right? Yeah. Okay, yes, you do it. You got <laughs> it. it. Yeah. So for those who don't know, what's the family business? So I won't get into all the history because there no. have been so many companies um, in our family history. But the ones that people today would be most familiar with would be Alarm Systems and TAS Communications. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there were a lot of others in the background. So, yeah. Does your, do you have one brother or two brothers? Two, two older brothers. Do they brothers. both work in... The family business? Yes. They they both um, right out of high school. Well, my oldest brother went to trade school and he oh, became okay. an electrician. Okay. Followed in my father's nice. footsteps. So my dad had some contracting businesses yeah. too. So that's sort mm-hmm. of how that sort of played out. Um, and then my middle brother went, I'm pretty sure, fresh out of high school. And he became like a bookkeeper mm-hmm. and started working in the finance area of the business. Yeah. Did nice. you think you were ever going to go back into the family nope, business? Never. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years. So I did it when I was out of school. Look at you now. No, this is not happening. Although there were some very fun aspects yeah. of it. I just thought, you know what? It's a big world out there. Mm-hmm. I need to go explore. I need to see what's yeah. out there. Right? I need to just do something for me that's not yeah. sort of How'd under the How'd they hook umbrella. you back? what they say? Well, first of all, I was in Belleville and I was working at Procter & Gamble. <laughs> Now, let me say Procter & Gamble is a fabulous company, so yeah. that's really important mm-hmm. to put on the table. But yeah. I really didn't see myself working in production and shift work yeah. while I was raising my family. My dad had a business partner at the time, and his business partner was looking to exit the business. Oh, that's his okay. retirement strategy. So um, my dad was going to buy him out. And he was the face of the company at that time. And they needed somebody to sit in the leadership role. And neither one of my brothers were interested. And my dad was like a silent partner at the time. He had had some health issues. So Mm -hmm. he had sort of, you know, he was still a shareholder and a majority shareholder. But he wasn't actively working in the company. So they needed somebody to sit in the leadership role of the company. So they came and talked to me and... Um, it was an interesting conversation. And you know what? I, I'll tell you, it was, you talk about fear and anxiety. That was mm-hmm. a tough position to walk into. Yeah. Because, well, you're the owner's daughter. Yeah. And you haven't been around in years. And, you know, all of a sudden you're going to walk in and be the president of these companies. <laughs> yeah, right. Ha ha. What do like, you bring to the table? I feel like Katie yeah. relates to this so much right now. <laughs> I'm not near a president role at all. But yeah, I get that. <laughs> but ser- like literally, what do you bring to the table? Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to think long and hard about that and realize that you know there were a lot of managers in the company I need to prove myself to them Mm -hmm. they don't need to prove themselves to me I need to prove myself Mm -hmm. to them yeah so early days there's a lot of listening and learning yeah I didn't know like we had uh mobile radios and communication towers at the time we had a cell phone business like we were uh, um we had an outlet with bell mobility you know, we had our alarm company, we had a call center, telephone answering service. Like there was a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. a lot of learning yeah. to do. So it was, it was in- an interesting time. Yeah. And two little babies at home. Like, yeah. Working mom life. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. And going into like a very big role. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an interesting time for sure. Sometimes I look back and I think whoa how did I do that it's not fun to look back on things and you're like how did that how did I do that how yeah. did I make it through that yeah crying yeah sometimes yeah <laughs> that's how I get through most things I'm just like you know what I just cry 
Well, it's and then I, I feel better and I get shit done. <laughs> Release the crying and that's, then you're good. That's yeah, funny. I just have a lot of feelings. Oh, that's funny. But, but you then, know what? I think I then think you do the thing. Yeah, you do. And I, you know, I think um, one of the keys for me has always been to surround myself with good people. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to our business, we had a lot of really great people in our business, um, mm-hmm. and we still do today. Mm-hmm. And they're the people that made the company what it is and what it has been over Mm -hmm. time. And that's really what it's all about. I mean, I, I don't profess to know everything. I never will. And you just need to realize what maybe you do bring to the table, but more importantly, what you don't. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. make sure you surround yourself with people who are really good at all the things, all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and take care of them, treat them well. Yeah. So I think you did become the face of the business because that's what I know you as is alarm system. Yeah. Because when we moved to Belleville, I think my, I don't know when my dad joined Rotary. I think that's how you guys met. And my dad was just friends with Kristen and Tertina and that was like John and his ladies <laughs> was hilarious I think my mom like called them like called you guys his girlfriends and we the were just like yeah. And the brunette. yeah and he would sit at their table and that was that was that it was just like oh. a very friend of him oh. yeah very friend of him honestly <laughs> oh my gosh I love that you said that very Fred big fan big fan of Kristen oh, okay. oh, and you know what I of Fred you know, your grandfather was a really um, interesting, very successful man. And one of my last memories of Fred was, and I was just so darn honored. You have me crying now. Uh, well, I'm I, I'm so honored that um, your mom and dad invited me to be his date on his 90th oh, birthday. Yeah. So because his partner at the time was, was across France, the pond, yep. right? And they were just going out for dinner. And so we went to Flame and Smith in the county. And it was just, you know, they called and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I would be honored to be Fred's date tonight. So he was a lovely man. He was Um, good. He was a lovely, lovely man. So, yeah. Come from come from good genes. You there, got Katie me. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're but doing it. Was, it. <laughs> it was also a, also a pleasure um, getting to know your mom and dad mm-hmm. when they when they early days. Oh yeah, early days in Belleville, and I didn't see your mom as much as I saw your dad, mm-hmm. just because of our connections and community involvement. And we did business together yeah. too. Um, and then obviously I got to know your mom really well and, and great people. And I'm looking forward to having a glass of wine with them on Thursday yes. night this week. So, yeah. and we've become neighbors I and know. it's just, it's yeah. just full circle yeah. really. I feel yeah. like, yeah, it's lovely. Um, so can we talk about, you got divorced, right? You can. How old were your kids when that happened? They were babies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They were two and four. Was it, this sounds, I feel like it wasn't the norm. To get divorced. What was that like? <laughs> what is the norm? Right? Who knows so anymore? <laughs> what is the norm? Um, I guess I would go back to the whole making a decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And without getting into all the details of the, the time, because it's messy, mm-hmm. uh, um, it was just the right thing. It, well... In my opinion, it was the only thing to do at the time. But yeah, it was challenging. It was it was a tough time, and it was one of those things again. Those decisions where you know it's going to be messy, mm-hmm. and you know you're looking up 
at a mountain that you need to climb and you can't even see the peak. Like it's nowhere in sight, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to figure out a way to navigate that. And I'm just so thankful that I was here and that I had family around. Again, surround yourself with with really good people. Yeah. And be there for others when they need you and, and, you know, accept help from people when you need them. I think that's hard for a lot of people. It is. To accept help. It is. So here's another little gem for you. And I didn't learn this one until I think it was 2017, as I remember it very clearly. Um, I'm not good for asking. I'm not good at asking for help either. I feel that. I've Same. gotten better, gotten better <laughs> because what people have taught me is that when you let people help you, you're giving them a gift. They want to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're even giving them a better gift if you tell them specifically what you need. So you know how people say, if you need anything, call me. Yeah. I'm here for you. People need to know what you need. Okay. They need to know specifically what you need. Mm-hmm. So if you need somebody to go get you groceries, you need to say, I need you to go get me some groceries because I can't get out of bed today and I need some healthy food. Mm -hmm. Um, If you need somebody to look after your children because you can't, you need to say, could you take my children for four hours on Friday night or whatever it is? If you're very specific, you're giving people a gift. Honestly, you are. And I've had people tell me that. Because I've had a lot of times in my life, like we all do, where you really need mm-hmm. help. And the first time I heard that, it it flipped a bit of a switch in my brain. And I thought, okay. That's the first time I heard it. And it does flip a switch. Yeah. People do want to help. But I think mm-hmm. as someone who's hyper independent, but struggles with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to ask for help. And I think we are in a very independent, isolating society. So reaching out and asking for help is not putting a strain on that person because they asked if you needed it. So yeah. And it's okay to say no mm-hmm. if they can't do it. Oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. Like no, like because people are apologetic. Oh my gosh, today doesn't work for me. I can't, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. You know, I just thought I'd give you a try. Like, uh, you know, I'm not judging yeah. here. Right. But yeah, it truly is giving mm-hmm. people a gift. If you can just pick up the phone or just add, tell, but just be specific, tell them what you need. Mm-hmm. So, and they'll, they'll come we'll show up. Yeah, they will. Oh, I like that. And I'm it works do for, that more. It works for both parties. Yeah. Right. Because the person who's giving something to you is giving you something that they know truly is what you need at the time. Mm-hmm. Not maybe what they think you might need. Yeah. But what you truly need. I think that's also it too when you're trying to help someone but you don't know what they need you're just guessing and sometimes mm-hmm. it feels useless mm-hmm. but it's nice if they actually just tell you exactly what they need yeah like if you look at it from the other side yeah it feels good like maybe they don't need a bouquet of flowers even though we all love to get flowers oh my gosh especially you yeah know, it's just come yeah. sign me up but maybe the maybe they need some warm homemade soup mm-hmm. you know like yeah. I, I, I don't know but just be specific yeah and i've learned that and it's it's great for both, both mm-hmm. parties like the day katie brought me chicken salad yeah i was like i have a really good chicken salad i'm bringing you lunch Aww, i was like nice. yes i didn't know i needed it that is but so it was nice. lovely i'm a feeder that's how i show up my love language is feeding people you know what it's lovely 
that's a great thing because we all need to eat and we all love food. Mm-hmm. So the key is finding out what kind of food yeah. people like right? and make yeah. sure you deliver them something that they really, yeah, really not love. just like here there's Brussels sprouts, yeah. right? Or a bunch of chicken to somebody who's a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Although I was a vegetarian and my grandma was always like, can I make you a chicken sandwich? I'm like, no, no, grandma, <laughs> but thank you. I love you. You try. Aww. <laughs> Is this the one that's getting moved tomorrow? Yeah. Aww, yeah. Bless her. I know. Um, you have had a health journey. Oof. Like I was telling Kay before we started this, one clear memory I have is you at our cottage and it was after your mastectomy mm-hmm. you whipped out a crocheted boob <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that but and it doesn't I was surprise like, me best, best thing ever she has a crocheted boob who needs anything more than that <laughs> like, I love it yeah I love. you know what there's a story behind that and it was the best there's a gift there was a gift from somebody and it did was you the- tell them you needed a boob so here's <laughs> Everybody knew I needed a boob because yeah. I was a bit of an open book, right? <laughs> so poster child here, big C poster child. Um, but so when you have a mastectomy, there are prostheses that you can purchase mm-hmm. and there's special bras that you can get and you put this prosthesis inside or prosthetic inside. It's a little pocket. They're heavy oh. and they're kind of like jelly, like they're heavy. Okay, so it moves around and it's not always really comfortable. Yeah. Okay. That sounds really not fun. It, it's not fun. It's like having an implant, but it not being implanted. It's not attached. It's just. It's not attached. Yeah. Okay. Right? So try putting that. I'll never forget. I was going south and I was to- so stressed about it because I wanted to go swimming. <laughs> and I took one of my closest friends with me. She said, oh, I can I can do something for you. No problem. Right. She's really good um, with her hands like she can sew and stuff Mm -hmm. and so we went and we were trying on bathing suits and I had this heavy thing with me and she said okay now I get it I get it Mm -hmm. right like it doesn't work because you put it in the pocket sew a pocket or whatever in a bathing suit top say you have a a two piece bathing Mm -hmm. suit it slides over here and it slides over there right yeah my boobs do that now (laughs) it doesn't work it doesn't work so but that it was a neighbor of mine at the time. Bless her soul. Her name's Joy Lynch, and she's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joy said to me, I have a pattern for something. A friend of mine went through this, and it's called a knit tip. <laughs> Called a ninja. Okay. And this is all coming back. I feel like she did tell me the name of it. And it's it was amazing because it was like so mm-hmm. light, like a piece of styrofoam. There was mm-hmm. no weight to it. Yeah. And it was knit. It even had a little nipple on the end of it. So I if you were that. wearing it inside a bra and you had a t-shirt on, yeah. you looked symmetrical. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it was the best thing ever. And it was soft, like against your skin. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the best thing ever. And so, yeah, it's so funny. I don't know why that, that was such a. I was like, oh my how gosh. fun! Like, <laughs> you have a removable knit boob. Great time. Well, there's a good example of being able to laugh at yourself. Oh yeah, because I'll tell you. Um, in the beginning, it was not a laughable situation. Not really, no, right? Not and not at just all. like the whole cancer situation, but having a piece of your body mm-hmm. actually removed that's and something that's part of your traumatic. femininity and you know what yeah I mean? so 
that's a lot. Yep. Yep. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you another little secret. Um, well, it's not really a secret, but it's just a piece of advice. A lot of people say to you when you're in that situation, it's don't, it's not a big deal. It's only your breast, right? Now, I, I always say, or I always try and come from a frame of mind that people mean well, mm-hmm. and they do, yeah. right? So people are saying that because they think it and they mean it, right? But the reality is, if the tables were turned, like it, it depends on where you are in your life, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. I was pretty young. I was still single. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, it's a, you don't feel sexy. That's right. That's right. It's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. So I think um, you know if that happened to me now at this stage of my life, I might feel a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But you want to be careful saying those things to people. It's just like when you go through chemotherapy treatment. Ah, it's only hair, no big deal. Shave your head, it grows back. Mm. You got to be careful because not the person going through that scenario mm-hmm. may not necessarily feel like that at the time. It's well, and a devastating so moment. So <laughs> many other things going on causing that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know until you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a toughie, mm-hmm. right? So, but I can't believe that was a memory that you I, have. That's one of me. my memories of you, like in my brain, <laughs> that I feel you like must I've have been told. Young too. Yeah. Okay. So when did you get your first diagnosis? Two thousand and nine. Yeah, so I would have been in, like, grade nine. Yeah. Probably the summer after grade nine that yeah. happened, yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> or, like, grade 10. Yeah. That's, and, you know, I'm just getting boobs. I'm, like, an awkward teen. I'm, like... What's this woman what? doing? Is, I love this. What's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah, crazy times. Um, How did your first diagnosis happen? Uh, my GP found a lump on my breast doing a physical exam. So I'm a big... So it wasn't even a mammogram? No. Wow. No. And it was about, I would say it was probably about the size of a marble to feel it. But she said to me, have you felt this? And I said, no. She said, here, feel this, right? So I'm a big um, advocate of doing Mm self-exams to Mm -hmm. all women. I don't know why I didn't do them. I don't think we're ever taught to do them. Yeah, you sh- you should do them. Actually, it should be something that is it's part literally of, taught. Yeah, yeah. It should be think. part of uh, curriculum. Yeah, like health education or whatever in school, whatever they call it these days. It should be part of mm-hmm. that because it is really, really, really important. And early detection is everything. Yeah, right. Early detection is everything. I mean, just like, and it's funny because like if I were like a teenager right now there's no way i would know how to do that yeah it's like we're, i don't think we're taught that i think i just watched like i think it was just like a piece of paper that i saw once at like the doctor's office it's like oh here this is how you examine your breast and i'm like but what am i even looking for yeah. well i didn't even know it was a thing to to do a, i thought it was just a mammogram that's how yeah. you find out no no, no. no. because what age do you have to start getting mammogram like i haven't ever 40, had one I yeah i i'm not even sure what it is right now uh, it's probably 40 ish uh, don't no quote me on you that because you were younger I, than 40 when you got no i was around 40 oh really yeah okay. yeah but um it's uh you know that is really important, but all, yeah, also self-exams. But you would get a, you, I think your doctor would order a mammogram if you were high risk. Oh, okay. So say it was happening in your family or mm-hmm. there's something going on that would label you as being high risk. I think, though, you were such a face in the community. And as you said earlier, you were an open book. Yep. So I think it was, it did feel like the community came around you in a way. Super blessed. Yeah. 
super beyond beyond blessed. Mm-hmm. And I know this community um, just rallies around people and families yeah. mm-hmm. and situations when people um, have trauma or struggles and challenges it's just I see it over and over mm-hmm. and over again I'm just one of many people who's been blessed with a lot of support from this yeah. community but yeah I'll tell you um, you know I've had a couple times now with metastasis right so metastasis to my lungs in 2017 and then my brain just last year and uh, I felt the love not gonna lie to you mm-hmm. I mean it's just overwhelming to be honest with you, it just, yeah, I, I, I don't even know the words to say if, if everybody could be so blessed with mm-hmm. that type of love and support around when you're going through something like that, uh, the world would be a different place. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you're very easy to like. I think oh. that also <laughs> you are yeah that's true too <laughs> but I think it also comes back to like the energy and everything that you put out into the world because like again it has now been what like 40 minutes and I still think that you are like you just have like such good vibes like you oh, just you come so from sweet. a place of like just goodness I don't know I just mm-hmm. get the good vibes around you yeah and I like I it know. I'm sure there's thank you so much and I really appreciate that I'm sure there's a few people who <laughs> sit here and say oh, yeah, I've heard well, enough you know her, but <laughs> fuck that <laughs> <laughs> oh you're very sweet thank you um but what has this journey been like for you it, it's um I don't know lots of lessons mm-hmm. lots of growth mm-hmm. uh lots of opportunities um this past year has been the hardest for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've learned to put this disease in a box and stick it on a shelf when I have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not always easy, but I've learned to do it. I've had to do it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how I've done it, but you just sometimes you just do. Uh, but yeah, the last year has been uh, probably the hardest of all because it's been a year of, as I talk about um, learning throughout my life, it's been a year of unlearning. Oh. Yeah, you ever heard that word? Yeah, a little bit. Unlearning. <laughs> what are you unlearning? Um, well, a lot of things happened all at the same time, like... I became an empty nester. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting emotional Aww. and I'm not a crier, but that's, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, this year, I've probably shed the most tears I've shed in my whole life. It's been bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I became an empty nester. So going from being a mom mm-hmm. and <laughs> having people in your home with you all the time to all of a sudden just the silence and okay, I've done my job. You know, they got their wings. (laughs) They did it. They're Uh, out. They're they're doing great. And I'm so proud of both my boys. Like, I just, I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, super, super proud of them. Uh, But sometimes it's lonely, right? Mm -hmm. And they're boys. Like, girls call home and talk to you and text and, you know, want to FaceTime. And it's like... What do you mean you don't have time to talk to me? <laughs> you don't Excuse want to me. unpack this whole show I watched? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Um, I just want a little little peek inside your world mm-hmm. once in a while, right? So it's it, that's interesting. So that's been one thing. I'm learning how to be a um, an active mom mm-hmm. with with the kids in your home, and then um, unlearning to be. How do I even say this? There's a few things. A president and a leader in a company because mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Um, being a multitasker and a high performing individual because mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Um, that's been really, really tough stuff. So you, Katie Sharap, brought up the world the word mental health earlier. Oh, good. We have Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was too. like, oh, do we have anything? <laughs> I was not prepared. I would have. The problem <laughs> is, I'm like, it, when someone starts crying, I'm crying. So here we are. I'm like, hold it together, <laughs> Katie. This is her stage. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, no, honestly, like, I have a different appreciation mm-hmm. because I have, I don't think I have ever really struggled or you know, teetered in that place. Mm-hmm. And this year it's been like when people that know me really well have said the words, use the words depression or anxiety with me. I'm like, what? Me? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But then to really sit back and digest it and, you know, take like really look inwards. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. It's been a lot. But I mean, that's a big damn tumor to be pulling out of your head and not be able to get it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been a lot in one short period of time. I think it's super fair. You're, yeah, it's allowed to be a lot. <laughs> to be it's anxious to and be... depressed. You have been through many things. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Um, and I think my parents always used you as an example for me. Aww. Like when I was struggling, they were like, look at Kristen, even when it came to like, like dropping out of school and like going into the family business, like you were always the example. Oh, so Katie, <laughs> this is not bad with me, but <laughs> I'm passing you the Kleenex. Box. Yo. Um, so it. yeah, it was just like I think you're an example to many people oh, in this community. Sweet. That's very sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank I'm sorry you. I started crying so much. That's, that's okay. That's um, okay. But yeah, I remember like you spoke at the, you have used your, the big C as we'll call it, to give back to this community because you fundraised to get blanket warmers into BGH and you were, were you the angel at this past gala? It was 2019, I think. Yeah. Children's Foundation. So you've used your circumstances and given back, which is also amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's, again, I'll go back and, and say, I can't take credit for all that. Like that's a, that's a community effort. Mm -hmm. That's people like the blanket warmer, one, one example, but that was a couple of friends. Yeah. Um, you know, Cassandra Bond, Joanne Wheeler heard me talking about my experience and stepped up and said, Hey, we need to do something about this. And so, you know, I'm always happy to help wherever I can. And our healthcare system has a lot of needs. The Children's Foundation, the children in yeah. the community in our region have a lot of needs. Um, yeah, I I try to do the best I can, you know, with 
when people come to me and ask for help, I'll do what I can. I'm saying no a lot more than I have in the past. I think that's good, though. Uh, because I have to. Yeah. You know, I can't take on as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to really, really focus on my health more than anything. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things I'm really excited about that I am investing my time into right now is the capital campaign for the new YMCA <gasps> Center for Life. <gasps> I saw That's that so exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm co-chairing that campaign with Ed Leighton from Impacto. And it's been a very interesting process. And that facility is going to break ground this spring really that's so soon and it's going to make a difference Mm -hmm. in the lives of a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it feels really really good to put time and energy into a project like that yeah so that's great but it does it does it does take a village it does yeah absolutely but it does take a community right so Mm -hmm. I honestly can't take credit for any of those things. It's there's a lot of people that, you know, we, we do it together. Yeah. We do it together. I think that is something special about small communities mm. and they do like rise up when they need to, when they need oh, yeah. support, you know? And I think sometimes smaller towns get like poo pooed on by the big cities. Yeah. Like, um, but there is something special about the communities that are created yeah, in these smaller towns. There sure is. And let me say this. I'm a huge advocate of volunteerism. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. it's part of a curriculum now in high schools and whatnot. But um, everybody should give to their community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have I to be financially. Agree. It's not a monetary thing. It's a little no. bit of your time. And... By doing so, and that's something I feel very, very blessed about, is by doing, just by volunteering in a variety of different organizations, you meet a lot of really good people, mm-hmm. and you learn, mm-hmm. again, you learn about people who are struggling and challenged and what some of the needs are within the community, and, and how can how can you help? Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? How can I help? How can I give back, Right. It's so, so important. We all have to give a little. Yeah. We all have to give a little. And it's like people don't realize it's like sometimes even just like the smallest thing, like sharing something on social media. It helps. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not a monetary thing, but it's like the more people who know about something that's happening, the better it is. Because it might reach somebody who does have a larger financial means to be able to donate or anybody. Like even if it's $2 or whatever it may be yeah i think it all just really helps it's like the whole crowdfunding thing Mm -hmm. yeah agreed yeah agreed what's your favorite memory from just being in this area oh that's a really big question i don't i can't say that i have one i honestly can't say that i have just too many it's the crochet boob (laughs) (laughs) the knit tit the knit tit tit. (laughs) that's it um yeah i honestly i that's a tough one, Katie. Yeah, too big. I have to dig deep for that. Well, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite activity you like to do in this area? Also too big. It's changed. It's okay. changed over time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now with my current health diagnosis and what's happening in my world, and I'm solely, like, I'm really invested in my health right now, mm-hmm. health and overall wellness, because I want to hang around for a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm 
learning to play pickleball. <gasps> That's fun. And okay. I'm learning to golf. I'm becoming a better golfer. So I'm hanging out at the sports dome a little bit. There's hey. the YMCA pickleball thing that's happening. Yeah, I'm playing. Oh, yeah, are you playing? I'm playing. Oh, nice. Are you on Are you on Guernsey's team? I'm on Belleville team. You're on Belleville team? Yeah. I'm on Belleville team. And that particular tournament is to support, different than the capital campaign mm-hmm. that I'm co-chairing, that particular tournament is so, to support the Strong, Strong Kids, Kids. Kim campaign. So important. Right? You yeah. need to get the YMCA on. Yeah, we do. Because yeah. I, yeah, my daughter went to their after school program and just tried a whole bunch of different things. We should talk to them. Edit that out. (laughs) I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea. So pickleball and golf. Right now. And I walk a lot and I cycle a lot. Mm -hmm. I like going out to the county. There's so much going on Mm -hmm. out there. So trying some of the new, you know, dining (gasps) experiences. What's your favorite dining experience right now? There's so many. Um, I don't even know where to go with that. Have you been to Darling's? I have not. Oh, go to Darling's. Where's Darling's? In like Bloomfield? Bloomfield. Okay. Yeah. So it's an Italian kind of pizza y place. Okay. But they also do like a lot of just different things. It's, it's so freaking good. Amazing. Yeah. I but highly recommend it. I've tried so many different places. I mean, obviously, the Royal is just such a great mm-hmm. experience, even in the summer to sit out on their patio. But mm-hmm. during County Licious, I went out to Jackson Falls a couple times. I had not I haven't been, been there. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's just a I don't good, think I've been there. It's a very unique experience, too. It used to be an old one room schoolhouse. Stop mm-hmm. it. And there's some really cool. cool. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's uh, and they've put an addition on. So there's a bit of an inn on the side. Fun. Um, yeah, there's just there's so much. There is so much. There like it's it's a long list, you mm-hmm. know. I took some of my girlfriends out um as an early Christmas gift on a wine tour and some oh, wine tasting because some of them had never done it before. So, we went some had, some hadn't, so we went and did that. Like there's just it's mm-hmm. you know, there's the trail, lots of wineries. There is so much to do here. See, I'm like a let's go to wander for the day. Yes, I yeah, just like heard so nice. is outstanding. That's like my vibe. Yeah. Like Would your Apri ski vibe right now yeah. is like my, that's my, yeah, I want to just drink the cocktails and snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Do they serve vodka's cheesies? No, oh, but they man. should. I'm at, we like put in a request. Please. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm sure they would make that happen. Wonder yeah. if you are listening. I know you're not, but if you are, yeah. Hawkins Cheesies in all the rooms. Yeah. yeah, I think I have to say though, because as someone who struggles with mental health, and your this year has been a lot for you, you keep going, which is insane to watch. You know, I see you on your walks, your hot girl walks, because I live near you, and <laughs> you're just always out there doing the damn thing, even though you may feel like trash, and that's amazing. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you, there are days. We all have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just don't feel like getting your butt off the couch or getting out of bed. And it's that little inner voice. You just have to have it. You need to flip the switch mm-hmm. and say, get up and go out. Yeah. Because we all know it can be a one kilometer walk or it can be a five kilometer walk or whatever it is. But just as simple as going out for a walk. And you have dogs. Yeah. So that's great. But um, get out. It's so, it, it, you just feel better. Yeah. You just feel better. 
when you come back. You really do. Sometimes I hate it. I'm like, ah, oh, feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> why? You know, especially like waking up early. I'm like, why does this feel good? Doesn't at the moment, but it's like when I'm like in the real big sides and it's like showering is really difficult. It's like, and then you do it and you're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that right? feels so good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I wanted so badly to be wrong. I feel like you have so many words of wisdom, but what would your biggest like wisdom be to people or what would you tell someone? You know, I just really believe in yourself. Believe in yourself because really, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but you really can do anything if you put your mind to it. You really, really can. You can do hard things. And Lee, yeah. yes, you can do hard things. And, you know, there's something really good on the other side when you go through the muck mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, those mucky, murky places. And the reality is the more you live on this planet and the more of those experiences you go through, the more you realize that when you're in that place, you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through that in order for the good thing to happen. Right. Yeah. So embrace, I, I guess to, to go back to your question, Katie, embrace the challenges as much as you embrace the celebrations and all points in between. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's not always going to be shiny and bright. Mm -hmm. It's not, No, you know, we weren't put on this earth to just, you know, party all the time and laugh and have fun. Although that would be be a wonderful thing. Right. And be on the beach and jump in the ocean and all those things. Right. Um, But enjoy those times when you have them. And even the little celebrations Mm -hmm. and embrace the tough times, too, because they're there for a reason and they're there to teach us something. Yeah. So if you can just get your head around that and then all points in between, like everything in between the average times. Mm -hmm. So those are important, too. They sure are. Yeah, they sure are. Try to celebrate everything, even Mm -hmm. if it's like the tiniest little thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Yeah. Get that's, it. That's yeah. great. What went well today? It's my oh. journal note for this evening as I start journaling again. <laughs> what went well today? Can we get you like a new notebook? I have one. So far it just has a list of when I've gotten migraines. So <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Yeah. That's I, not, so maybe I need a, a new that's journal. A, that's a migraine. That's a migraine that's journal. tracking <laughs> a health situation, right? Like I ate it too much sugar today, so I I have no energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did we touch on everything? I know there's a lot. Well, there, Is there we, I could sit else? here for hours. I know. I yeah. could talk to you forever. I could too. Maybe I'll come back another time. <gasps> I would love we'll that. Again, yes, right? please. I would yeah. adore that. Yeah. Because I think you have a wealth of knowledge and just like positivity. Positive. I don't know. You're just like, I, I just really like your vibes. Oh, you man. make me feel like I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you can. I know. <laughs> that's because you can do this and you are good. So, oh. yeah. Okay. I'm going to shut it down. All right. That was amazing. I didn't know what to expect. No, neither did like, I. I think we just kind of went into that one kind of blind. Yeah. But I because... like I like when the guest kind of like leads the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've known her a long time, but I didn't know. Like, I thought she was just out of alarm systems. Like, I knew she didn't go to post-secondary, but I thought she just went right into the family business. So it was kind of cool learning that and the road mm-hmm. she took. And, like, those are my favorite. I literally, like, and just, I get the whole, like, the hustle behind me. Like, okay, I have a family. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, what am I going to do 
to provide for them, even though it's not maybe you the have most... to like pivot a bit. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's maybe not what I am passionate about. Yeah, but I'm gonna do it, and I think that says a lot about her character and mm-hmm. who she is as a person. And she's very community oriented. Mm-hmm. She, you know, is in the Rotary Club. She, I just feel like she's always everywhere. Yeah, she's she's done a lot of good for this community. And she's just a sweet angel. She is a sweet angel. She's into pickleball and golf. I love it. Yeah. She gets her walk on. Hot girl walks. Hot girl walks. Yeah. Um, and she was very, like, après ski, which I loved. Oh, yeah. Her whole so. vibe was, like, just... Mm-hmm. I was like, I love this... I don't know what uh, you even call it. Après ski. It was, like, puffy vest. Puffy vest. Adorable. Like, beige pant, beige cargo pants i don't know i was loving it i don't think i could personally pull it off but she was rocking it so she's just always smiling and i really appreciate her i just i really like her aura yeah she's like gives off a lot of positivity and i think we need more of that in the world yeah we need more kristen cross Mm -hmm. so uh i really do hope you enjoyed that episode because it was it was fun Mm -hmm. yeah i did cry yep um and I didn't cry when I thought I was going to cry. Nope. We briefly brought up my grandfather, Fred, and I didn't talk about that on the podcast. You didn't. I, yeah. I know exactly when, like, I can name the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he died. <laughs> Katie. So I handle things with humor. My grandfather died of colon cancer last year. Yeah. And it was it was rough. It was very tough. I'm fine. Can you tell I've processed it well? <laughs> it's, I mean, I feel like when somebody, I feel like it just, it's difficult. And, mm-hmm. you know. 2023, last year, was like a shit year. Yeah. But, you know what? I did learn a lot. I don't know. I got through it. And you know what? Kristen says that in the episode, like... You have to embrace all the times. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Because I think people, and especially with social media, we don't do it anymore. You're only embracing those really good times. Mm -hmm. And that's all people are showing. So you're constantly comparing yourself. Or at least I do. I won't speak for everyone. But I'm constantly comparing myself to what other people are doing. But that's only showcasing The the best bits. And people always celebrate those. But I think you do have to... You can lean into the you bad have stuff to too. Lean into all of it because that's like part of life. Because then, okay, so here's how I I'm like viewing the world kind of now mm-hmm. is there's good stuff and I love that and I you know I embrace it and I lean into the good stuff. But I've always avoided leaning into the bad stuff mm-hmm. because I was like you know you can't you know it's negative so I have to put it away and I can't show it and I can't be any of those things mm-hmm. like I can't be upset. But it's like what people need to do and what I've found release in is leaning into you know sometimes things are shit yeah sometimes you're depressed sometimes there's like a million things happening in your life in the world and it's overwhelming and you just have to kind of like I just embrace the emotion now yeah and if that means I'm a little bit in the sads for a couple days then I'm gonna be in the sads for a couple days Mm -hmm. and then I give myself 48 hours and then I pick myself up yeah and I think though too going through the bad stuff and getting through it makes you realize you can get through it. Like, oh, that's yeah. a victory in itself. Oh, my God. Like, So celebrate those wins, not just, like, you know, the promotions or, like, the big, yeah. th- that big stuff. It's those little things of, like, getting out of depression, yeah. like, eating a health, like, eating lunch. Um, I'm struggling with that one. Yeah, like. It's just, like, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. Like, 
And I can't explain to you why, but I think once you lean into it, it makes it a little bit easier because you don't have to, like, hide it or be, like, quote-unquote ashamed of it. I think that's what it is. It's It's shame. For me, it's shame, for sure. Because it feels like everyone else has it together, and I just am, like... I'm just, like, flopping around like a beached whale. Yeah. A fish out of water, but like, that's literally what I feel like yeah. most days because I'm just kind of like I have no idea what I'm doing. But I don't think anyone does, and it's and people who we just talked to that will yeah. be on next week were like, yeah. I don't believe anyone if they say they have it all together, and it's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'm I'm very aggressively not put together, but yeah, no, I'm not put together. And it's like all. take those little steps. You don't have to. I think too. I want you know I want immediate results. Yeah. I'm like, okay, journaled, still sad. Why that's, do I do that? But that's not how it works. So celebrate sticking with something. Like a podcast. A po- <laughs> right? Like <laughs> just I think that's really a big takeaway from And you know what? If sometimes your limit is going to the grocery store. That's it. You're cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And if even if it's like three minutes. And ask for help when you need oh help. God. I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've taken and from tell, this. Episode. Yeah, when she was like, and tell them what you need, I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I tend to put the weight of every, I'm like, I will do everything, I'm fine, and then I burn myself out, mm-hmm. and I don't ask for help very much, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people don't. Never. Lean I literally people. never. I also heard this thing where um, apparently if you're down... It takes like eight minutes. You need eight minutes of like positive interaction with someone, you know. So they said with their friend, yeah. And they said with their friend, they'll text each other and be like, I need eight minutes. And then they'll just know, like, so that's what you need. Like maybe sometimes you just need someone to listen for eight minutes or like. Just talk to me about things that are not, you know, the soul crushing things that go Mm -hmm. on in my head. Yeah, exactly. Or tell me. Tell me that it is irrational what's going on, you know, something like that. Or go grocery shopping with me or something. Like, very Mm -hmm. meaning, like, mundane. Like, one of my favorite things to do with my best friend is go grocery shopping. We love grocery shopping together. That's adorable. And it's so fun. That's so cute. Yeah, like, it's. I love going to the grocery store with friends. So. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, it's so fun. Really? Yeah, I love it. I think it's from university. Like, we would all that just go sense, to the grocery yeah. store together or, like... That checks out. And I've, we'd go, like, the metro across from the bars was 24 yeah. hours, so we'd be, like, drunk running around metro. <laughs> I bet they love that. Definitely didn't, so... But, um, yeah, like, I don't... Even, like, when I, I've been dating people, I de- didn't grocery shop with them. Oh, I love running errands with people. Well, see, I think I do, but I've never done it. Give it a shot. Sometimes I don't. Like, if I want it to, like, go quick, like, it's, then I'm, like. Like, I get shit. I see, and that's the thing where I'm just kind of, like, that's where I burn out. It's, like, I'm, like, I can do, like, two places max. Yeah. And then I'm, like, done. I'm like, yeah, like, if I'm trying to do it efficiently. And yes, you need yeah. to do it with someone who also likes it, so. Balance. I need to go to Costco. <gasps> I love Costco. Can we go to Costco? Sure. You know what? Yeah, I think that. I, um, but yeah, I think I had a lot of just little like, okay, let's focus on the little wins and yeah. ask for help. You're not doing this by yourself. You're killing it. You're not in this world by yourself. Just You're remember that, everyone. So are you. You're killing it. So are you. Thanks. Kristen called you out too for killing it. Did she? Yeah. She gave you a little yeah, snap. Yeah, she did. So. She really, actually, she did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So thank you. I think I need to re-listen to the episode now. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I'm just, I think I'm just looking forward to listening to this episode again. Mm-hmm. 
it because a, it made it. I genuinely think that something in my brain changed. Yeah, I know, right? Like I just she like put something into perspective for me, and things just kind of clicked. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay, we can do this. Yeah, I can do this. So thanks, Kristen. Thank you, and thank you for coming and talking with us. Can I shut her down? I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, bye. (laughs) Bye. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.